calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hello again, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This terrifying tale, Story Club members, might make you rethink going camping. This tale comes from Story Club member Drake and is his first story in a series he calls Camp Nightmare. I had the craziest summer last year, but nobody will believe me. My name is Richard Brady. My best friend, Zach Reefin, and I were going on a camping trip. Of course, mom and dad had to come along but they had promised that they would let Zach and I set up a tent outside for proper camping while they stayed in the RV right next to us, just in case. I was so pumped that we were going because it was three whole days without my annoying little brother, Travis. He was staying at my Nana's house because my parents thought he was too young to come along camping. But even without Travis tagging along, the camping trip turned out to be a real nightmare. My parents, Zach and I, all set off in the RV on a Friday afternoon to drive to the campsite. At the entrance of the campsite, there was a big rundown sign that read Camp Nightmare. That's a weird name for a campsite, don't you think? Zach leaned over and whispered to me as my dad steered the RV through the rows of parking spots at Camp Nightmare. I'm sure it's a joke, Zach, I said. No one goes on holiday to have a nightmare. I didn't realize yet that we had done just that. We found a place to park our RV and hook everything up, 
stuff like power and water so that my parents would be comfortable while Zach and I set up our tent. While Zach and I were erecting our tent and getting ourselves situated, a middle-aged man appeared with his son, who seemed to be around the same age as Zach and I. Normally, we would have waved him over to come and hang out with us, but his dad seemed a little strange, so we decided to keep to ourselves. Stranger danger and all of that, you know. Besides, it wasn't like we were bored. Zach had found these weird sticks laying around the campsite and asked if I wanted to whittle something with him before it got too dark. So I pulled out my big buck knife and whittled one of the sticks into an ornate spear. Zach made a little knife. These sticks we were whittling down were pretty weird. They were orange in the inside, but white on the outside. By the time we had finished making our spear and knife, the odd coloring of the sticks had resulted in some very unique and beautiful objects. We were proud of what we had made. We stuffed them into our backpacks so we wouldn't lose them. They were going to make great camping souvenirs. Next, Zach and I made a campfire near our tent, just like we learned in Scouts. We sat around the fire, eating marshmallows and talking about stuff. My parents were still inside the RV, so we could talk about whatever we wanted. Zach had just started telling me a scary story about a haunted house when the middle-aged man and his son suddenly appeared again. We didn't invite them over, but the boy who was our age skulked over and introduced himself as Ezra. His whole being seemed gloomy. Ezra asked if we wanted to hear an even scarier story than the one Zach was telling. Zach and I said, sure. After all, we were sitting around a campfire. What else were we going to do? So, Ezra told us about a forest that was haunted. The forest seemed to suck people in and many people who entered the forest were never found, but claw marks were present on the trees. No other evidence of foul play was ever found, just those sinister claw marks on the trees in the forest. The legend was that a creature called a Xerozixiphus was the culprit. The Xerozixiphus was said to be a monstrous wolf that turned into a shadow to hide lying in wait for its prey. According to Ezra, the only known weakness of the Xerozaphis was recorded by an ancient tribe of Indians. Before their tribe died out, they had left notes that a special kind of wood was the only defense against the dreaded Xerozaphis. When Ezra finished his story, he stood up and walked off with nothing more than a nod. Boy, he's strange, don't you think, Zach? Oh yeah, total weirdo. Zach and I hung around talking a while longer, but after about a half hour, we both started feeling like we had stomach aches brewing. We decided to go to bed earlier than we normally would to try to sleep off the cramps. So we crawled into the sleeping bags in our tent and nodded off. After a while, I was woken up 
by a crackling of leaves right outside our tent. Zack was fast asleep and didn't show any signs of noticing. I pinched him hard to get him to wake up. What is it, Richard? God, I was asleep. Shh. I hushed my friend urgently. Don't you hear that, Zack? At the sound of crunching leaves right outside the tent, Zack tensed and sat up straight. Oh, man, I think it's a bear. Unzip the tent a little, let's see. Zack and I were both really jumpy and starting to regret sleeping in the tent instead of the RV with my parents. We unzipped the tent entrance and peered out anxiously. Something pitch black skulked closer to us. And then all of a sudden, bam, the creature burst forward, flinging the tent away as if it was nothing. Before I could even blink, a giant blood-red wolf was pinning me down in the tent. It was scarred, hideous, and drooling. Quick, Zack! Get your knife! I screamed. Zack rummaged frantically through his backpack, found his wooden knife, and jabbed it hard into the wolf's head. I crawled out from under the beast and rushed to stand next to Zack. Together we watched absolutely horrified as the blood-red wolf made choking noises and went limp. It took a moment for the shock to wear off, but as soon as Zack and I regained our wits enough to move, we rushed from the tent, flung open the RV door, and got my parents. But when my mom and dad came to see our supposed monster, there was nothing left but a blood-stained piece of wood. My dad gave a little chuckle and said someone must have cut themselves on the light wood. Not really anything to get so worked up about, surely. My mom gave me a hug and said maybe Zack and I were still a little too young for camping out on our own. No, I insisted. Zack saved my life. There was an actual wolf monster out here just a few minutes ago but they didn't believe us. We decided to end our camping trip early. After spending the rest of the night in the RV with my parents, we drove home on Saturday instead of Sunday as planned. One week after returning from the camping trip, Zach and I were watching TV. While I was switching channels, something caught my eye. A news anchor was reporting about a boy our age who had gone missing. A picture flashed up of the missing boy. Oh, no way, said Zack. But there could be no doubt. It was Ezra. Or should I say, Ezra Zerazixaphis. Whoa, that is so creepy. Am I right? I want to give a huge thanks to Drake for coming up with this awesome chilling tale. Hopefully, Drake will send in more tales from Camp Nightmare for all of us to enjoy. You can send in your stories to be featured on Ivy's Chilling Tales too, beloved listeners. Email me at ivy at gokidgo.com and share your creativity. And come back tomorrow for another episode because every story club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out.
Go Kid Go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.